Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Confessions of an IT Manager. I'm Joe. This is Cybersecurity Awareness Month Week 2. So this week we are talking about phishing and vishing. Uh, basically email phishing uh, we're all used to but we need to talk about anyways because it's important and uh, voice call spamming is I guess a good way to put it it's called vishing so let's jump into that we'll talk about the different topics and I hope you guys enjoy it so let's start with talking about phishing today Phishing is still the number one method of initiating attacks, breaches, you name it, around the world. Whether that is with an organization or you personally, it is still the number one method. The reason behind it is that bad guys have to put in very little effort and get a huge return out of it. It works, people fall for it, that's why it's there. So how do we keep ourselves from falling for it? There's the ones that we always joke about. Uh, you know, the easy to spot ones such as, oh, I'm a Nigerian prince and I have $2 million I want to store in your bank account because you're a nice person. You know, stuff like that. We kind of joke about, we know how to watch out for that. But there's some really tricky ones out there. There are ones that pose as your credit card companies, as FedEx and UPS and, you know, services that you use. There's ones that, um, One of my favorite ones that I like showing is one that poses as a subpoena in a civil case for the United States District Court um, out west in uh, California. Um, They sometimes look very legitimate and sometimes look very bad. Uh, You can kind of pick up on the differences on those. But what are they trying to do? There's kind of a list of things, but some of the main things they're trying to do is either attempt you to trick into replying with sensitive information or use... Um, some information to try and break into your organization or to your own personal accounts. Um, sometimes, in fact, a lot of times they actually contain malicious attachments, and uh, that's not a good thing because you have viruses, uh, all sorts of unwanted stuff, things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, other times they'll just ask for you to send money or codes or gift cards or anything. Those are some kind of basics of what they do, but they do more than that. A couple of the statistics that I have is that uh, on the rise over the past year, um, purchase order appearing uh, phishing emails that basically are, you know, here's your purchase order for your company, Um, you know, it's signed, please click this link to download it, stuff like that, and payment methods are the top two methods of phishing emails right now for businesses, followed by invoice, followed by receipt. And uh, we're talking like really close numbers in all four of those top four. And then they really drop down after that. Um, And then if they do contain malicious attachments, the top method, or I guess I should say that the top file type and style that they will use to mask that malicious attachment right now is Office. So it'll look like a .word document, you know, .doc or .excel or something like that, followed by Excel, um, or excuse me, followed by archive. This is what I get for not reading the report, right? Um, It'll be an archive of here's your group of files that you requested, and then it drops um, quite a bit down to PDFs. They'll mask them as like a PDF file. They'll change the icon. They'll change the file extension, stuff like that, all sorts of fun stuff. So... um, Some things to watch out for, you know, if a phishing email seems like it's kind of off, it probably is. Listen to that gut feeling that you have. 
um, look for signs of a phishing email, whether that is misspelled words, out-of-date copyright on images, broken English, uh, from unknown people, stuff like that. Um, they often contain, almost always contain two parts. There's a shocking statement and an action statement. Shocking statements such as, um, you owe us money, we owe you money, you've won this, you know, you are in trouble for this, stuff like that. And then, of course, a, but here's what you can do about it. Um, there is uh, um, usually like a link you could click on. Maybe there will be, um, you know, reply back with your username and password. We won't shut your account off, stuff like that. Um, but almost all phishing emails have those two, two parts to them. And then, of course, any link that is in it, hold your mouse over the link to see what the real URL is. It will pop up in a little window and show you if it really is what it says or not. Um, that's something to watch out for. You should report uh, any phishing emails that you get to your IT department and uh, stuff like if, it, if this is your private account, um, stuff like Google and Hotmail I both know of have uh, just basically a phishing button that says report phishing. Um, just click on that and uh, don't worry about it. Don't respond to those emails. Don't uh, click the links, anything like that. So I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but uh, one of the scams that's going around right now is a gift card scam, where somebody posing as a, you know, higher up in the company, stuff like that, um, actually will email somebody and be like, I need you to purchase these gift cards and these amounts and hurry and do it because I'm at a conference and we need them for giveaways and, uh, you know, since I'm in a hurry and it's last minute, just uh, scratch off the codes off the back and, and send me what the codes are in a picture. Um, this is actually a scam. It does work. Uh, unfortunately, people have fallen for it, and uh, it's not, not cool at all. I had the joy, however, of uh, being able to interact with one of these scammers this last week, and so I thought I would share with you a little bit of our email communication back and forth. So we're going to do that here in the next section. So I get this email. Actually, it's our HR manager that gets this email. She forwards the email to me and is like, check this out. This is funny. And the email says, can you let me know if you can purchase some gift cards at this store now? Get back to me so I can let you know the type of gift card and the denominations. Email me back. I can't take calls right now. So I kind of thought about it and was like, yeah, I got some time. I might as well mess with him. So I wrote him back said it used a fake name Wilhelm I think is what it was Wilhelm Roberts president 011 at ceo-drct.com if you guys want to play with him and spam him I'm sure that account has probably been changed and shut down by now but there you go um anyways said Wilhelm your email was forwarded to me because I'm the only one in the company with a company credit card which isn't true by the way but I just wanted to say that see what he would you know hook line and sinker you said you needed some gift cards, and I left my signature in an IT manager. I mean, really, this guy can't be that dumb that the IT manager is going to play into his scam, right? So apparently he is, because he writes back, I need you to purchase five $200 denomination worth of Google Play gift cards, five $100 Apple iTunes gift cards, making a total of $1,500 from any store around, as it needs to be as soon as possible. Write me when you're on your way. I'll be waiting. Thank you. So now's when the uh, fun started. I 
wrote him back, said, I'm on my way now. Since you're authorizing purchases on the company credit card, can you also also authorize the purchase of the new microwave oven for the break room? We talked about it in Tuesday in our group meeting. It gets better. He writes back, says, okay, good. I'll authorize a new microwave oven for the break room after you're done with this, after purchasing the cards. Scratch the card code on the back of the gift card and email me pictures of the gift cards. Thank you. Right there is exactly what they're trying to do. They want you to go buy those gift cards, scratch it off right away, like sitting in the parking lot, take a picture of it and send it to them. And they will activate it before uh, you ever get the chance, um, basically, and steal the money that's on these gift cards. You know, in this case, Google Play and iTunes, right? So I wrote them back and said, but I'll purchase it at the same time. I don't want to make extra trips. And he said, okay, but I still need the cards as soon as possible first. Then proceed after that, waiting for the cards soon. Thank you. And I said, okay, I'll do that. Is there a number I can text the pictures of to you? And... Uh, because I'm trying to look for basically, you know, more information about this person. And then I said, also, which microwave do you want? The GE Cookmaster 5000 or the GE Compact 2500? Just making up a couple random ones. He replies back, get the GE Cookmaster 5000. I can't take calls right now. Try to send it via email here as soon as you can immediately. Okay, thank you. So I replied back with, is this one okay? Is this the picture you're waiting for? And sent a picture of a microwave. Just to see what he said. I get okay and the cards. So I googled some random pictures and took some random barcode pictures around the company of things that were laying on desks and barcodes I found. Said, is that right? Is this what you're looking for? I've never done this before. You know, just playing into him. And uh, he's like, yeah, scratch the numbers off. You got it right. Send the other pictures, but uh, you need to zoom out a little bit because I need to see the whole card. And I said, oh, okay, fine. You know, I'll, I'll do that on the next picture. And then I said, I'm going to have to check out of the first store. The cashier says that uh, me trying to buy this many gift cards could be a scam. Are you scamming me? I don't see how that's possible considering the microwave oven is on the conveyor belt waiting to be scanned too. We need that for the break room just to see what he would say. He wrote back, you have no business with the cashier. Tell her it's for your boss and it's official, so get it done. Man, he's getting pushy at this point. Wilhelm that doesn't even work at our company. So I replied back, well, how'd you know it was a her? I don't remember saying that. I'll ask for a manager. And this this dude had, had the nerve to write back, I felt most cashiers are women. Can you believe that? Anyways, he says, you can also buy from other stores if they don't have them all. So I, I kind of made up this, well, you know, I only bought the microwave and I'm going to go to lunch now because I'm hungry and stuff. And just kind of kept toying with them. Kept sending him pictures of that I Googled of just like pieces of a gift card, but not the whole thing. And, and uh, we hit about mid-afternoon at this point, and he's kind of quit texting or emailing me back. And, you know, the whole time I've left my signature on the emails because I think it's funny. I finally said, since I can't email the pictures to you, here's a download link for them. And I, I masked the URL for the FBI's Internet Crimes Complaint Center and sent it to him. And I think that finally got him to quit emailing. So later in the day, I did tell him, you know, in case you haven't been able to tell, I, I'm messing with you. I didn't buy gift cards. However, uh, my staff are well-trained. They know how to watch out for scammers like you, but 
you know, you've won the following prizes for your emails today. You made it into our next class for Cybersecurity Awareness Month as an example of a real scammer. And all of the information I could gather about you, where your emails come from, etc., has been sent on to my contacts at the FBI. So they now have you at least in their database. You know, please never contact anyone at, at my company again. Um, thank you for the laughs as we read your emails and the microwave. <laughs> So uh, that, that actually happened last week. That was an actual interaction. I thought you guys would get a kick out of that too. So that was fun. But um, moving on from that, there's a voice call method of that exact same scam that happens all the time. That's what leads us into vishing. So vishing. It basically stands for voice phishing. Um, it's a phishing attack that will come through either a call directly to you or a voice message, or sometimes it's real, sometimes it's automated. Um, sometimes we'll go after businesses, sometimes we'll go after individuals. It's just kind of a hit or miss. Um, you know, I think the most popular one that we can think of is the IRS scam that happens every tax season here in the U.S. You know, the whole oh, you didn't do your taxes right, and you need to pay a fine, and why don't you go to the bank now and get the money out, and we'll just settle this, and, and that'll be fine. Otherwise, we'll send the cops after you and issue a warrant for your arrest, and you'll go to jail, and blah, 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 you know. Um, that one's a common one. Another one is this automated call, or sometimes it comes through as a text message, which, by the way, is called smishing, SMS phishing. Um, that basically says your credit card's been deactivated, any your debit card number, credit card number to reactivate it. And it doesn't matter what 16 characters you put in there, as long as there's 16 numbers, it says, okay, your card's been activated, hangs up on you. Um, people fall for that, you put in your real debit card number, and uh, yeah, they just stole it. So... Other things about uh, vishing is that instead of trying to just generally attack you like that, they will try to gather just bits of information um, of data to be used for a later attack. You know, what what's the email address? How do I log into a service? Stuff like that. One of the scams that goes around with that too is. Uh, Basically, they will call different extensions at a company and ask, you know, just a couple little pieces of information. Um, what's your email address? Do you use uh, Office Cloud? Do you use Gmail, corporate, you know, stuff like that. And then they'll hang up and they'll call a different extension. So do you have this security feature? Do you use this software? Stuff like that. They'll hang up. They'll call another. And eventually they'll have this profile of this is what they use. This is their naming scheme. This is how they do everything. That's kind of the purpose behind vishing. Um, I have a couple examples of vishing that are videos. Uh, so if you guys are interested in seeing those, let me know because I'll send you the URL and a message. Um, but basically, they are an example of how some go. Uh, one of them being like a bank scam where they're trying to pose as a bank. And the other where uh, they're trying to gather pit those little bits of information about a person and end up being able to access... Um, the person's cell phone account because the customer service rep wasn't really paying attention and following procedure on that. Um, I have a quick little kind of uh, seven bubble uh, back and forth uh, conversation here that kind of highlights this. And it's basically the fraudster calls and says, good day, Mr. Brown. I'm phoning from FNB about your fraud on your credit card. And of course he replies, well, no, what can I do to stop this? Well, not to worry, I'll help you install software on your PC to help block any fraudulent transactions because, you know, for some reason that has something to do with it. And then he says, oh, okay, thank you. The software has been downloaded and installed. What should I do now? Can you log into your online banking profile? 
and then it says, okay, I've logged in. My screen has gone blank. I'm also now receiving one-time passwords on my phone for pending transactions I did not do. And the fraudster will say, these are fraudulent transactions. Please forward me the OTPs, one-time passwords, so that I can block them immediately. In other words, they basically had him install software that recorded his screen and key logged him, so they have his login info. And then they his screen went blank while they basically blanked it out and initiated some transfers, took control of his computer and his um, login that was open, initiated some transfers, and then um, uh, he got those one-time password pop-ups on his phone, and uh, they are like, oh yeah, those are the fraudulent account. Tell me what those passwords are so I can block them and he did and they just stole whatever those transfers were um, so stuff like that you know your bank will probably never call you if there's a problem if they do they will tell you it'll be like an automated message we've detected a problem you need to give us a call um, if you ever get a call like that uh, posing as a bank or anything then um, just hang up on them and call your bank back whether that's your corporate bank for your business or personal for yourself um, call them back, tell them what had happened, and just say, is this legit or not? Um, most likely it's not. But uh, unfortunately, it does happen. So a few things to watch out for. Um, be careful of random calls that you do receive. It's really easy to spoof numbers, and there's really nothing that you can do about that. Um, federal and legal organizations will never call you. They will send letters, um, official communiques, stuff like that. They won't actually call you like the IRS scam, basically. Over the phone, don't give any personally identifiable information to anyone. Call your bank directly to verify that they are the ones asking for your information. And then if you do get those SMS uh, phishing attacks, the smishing ones, any messages like that, be careful of what they're asking you to do. Be careful of any links that come in it. Kind of treat it like you would a phishing email. Don't click those links. So that's going to take care of today's episode, everyone. Um, please be safe about phishing and vishing. Watch out for those. Report those things to your IT department. If you are the IT department, watch out for them. <laughs> um, but uh, just take the time to slow down with messages that come in or phone calls. Um, think about it. Think about what they're trying to get you to do. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, don't be afraid to hang up on them and call back your real bank or um, report an email. It's better to report a legitimate email on accident than to um, not report a phishing email and get hacked. Um, so uh, just watch out for that. If you guys are ever curious about anything more with that, please let me know. I'm happy to help. The song I'm going to leave you with today is called uh, Head Above Water. It's a new one from Avril Lavigne, believe it or not. And uh, it's a great song. If you guys haven't heard it, go check it out.